0: Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. Welcome back. I'm Ben.
1: And I'm Carrie Nicolai.
0: And we are with Codal Banker Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids.
1: That is correct.
0: Now, I'm excited. Because I, something I've kept kind of low key is that I had an opportunity to get into an investment property over in Port Edwards, mm-hmm. so one of our great neighboring communities. It is, and as kind of a, a new property owner, there was a bunch of questions I had, and so going down over to the the village office, everyone there was so phenomenal with fielding questions and rolling with it and giving great answers on top of things, and one of the days. They're like, you know, just go over and talk with our village administrator. I'm like, we have one of those? I'm like, yes. So I I went over and I talked with our guest today.
1: And we want to make sure we point out that this is a village. Right. So, you know, in in past, we've always talked about Wisconsin Rapids as a city. We've got the town of Saratoga, we got the city of Nakusa, but this is our first time talking with a village.
0: So, Boz, welcome.
2: Thank you. Good to be here.
0: I guess you can kind of start out with what is what, what is up different between village and city and town?
2: Sure. There, so there's a uh, the main difference is in when it comes to the Wisconsin home rule and the authorities that the uh, boards have in the different capacities. Uh, example, a city, a bit, uh, what I'll say a little bit more formal. Uh, you have a mayor that either has powers or not. And then you have the alderman and then you have the department heads that kind of work for the mayor, kind of, sort of. Uh, Village is, is, uh, in Wisconsin, mainly different where uh, an administrator usually is in charge of the village, runs the staff, uh, hire fire, day-to-day operations, and I report to an elected trustee board of seven in Port Edwards. Uh, There is a uh, title only in name, president of the trustees. He has no more power than the rest of the trustees. Uh, but they're, that's my reporting agent, uh, and they're the one that give me the directions as a village administrator. Many of your towns do not have any type of uh, oversight. When I say uh, administration, they w- they have a clerk, they may have a treasurer, mm-hmm. but they are really run straight from the uh, the boards that are in charge of towns. So that's where you, the main difference there. You have a I professional in charge of the, the village mm-hmm. uh, and these other entities, uh, there's more direct connection between the elected official and how the the city or the town operate.
0: Okay. And we see that even in the, the city of Wisconsin Rapids yep. where those, uh, like the clerk and the treasurer type staff would report to the board more directly exactly. or at least to the, the committees and whatnot. You're right. Yep. So now you're not in an elected position. Not at all.
2: I report to the board. I
0: serve at the pleasure of the board is what I always say. and they can hire and fire me within
2: a swipe of a pen, uh, but that, that's who, But at the same time, I've made it very clear to my board is that I do have a responsibility to the citizens. Uh, so while I work for the board of seven, I believe firmly that I have a direct responsibility to keep our citizenry informed and, uh, and involved in our activities, uh, not in an elected capacity, but more in a uh, kind of like the questions that you had when you came in, uh, in that capacity. So.
0: Yeah, and I really gravitate toward municipal administrators, um, and there have been a good handful, too, that, that are like this and that have the atmosphere of I can ask you a question and you know what the answer is and you're going to tell me it and not, you know, like dance around like sure. politicians sometimes do or don't know what's going on in, in their own municipality. So mm-hmm. I appreciate yeah. you, sir. Yes, sir. Well, thank you. I appreciate doing what I'm doing. Yeah.
1: So how does one get elected? to your position or is uh, it, that, it that you guys saw it? I mean, how, yeah, did, how a, did that,
2: it becomes a job opportunity. Uh, okay. Wisconsin uh, has a, a league of municipalities and uh, where our cities and town and villages are part of the towns are part of a town association in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different. Okay. East coast, West coast, so on. But Wisconsin has that. So in that capacity, they were seeking a, a person to run the village. Uh, I, uh, While in my military career, uh, I got a master's of public administration because I knew I wanted to do something beyond the military. And that's basically the degree that professionals like us get if we want to get into civil service, the capacity of running towns and cities and villages. So uh, I knew I was going to do something. uh, Hence, I retired. And this opportunity came up. And uh, just that job opportunity came, interviewed, and selected.
1: And retired as a colonel.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah, Colonel, Colonel uh, Army Engineers, thirty-five years.
1: Well, thank you for your service. Thank we you. do
0: appreciate it. Yep. And Port Edwards. So when you were researching the job, obviously, you know, from uh, you you weren't here. You yep. were a transplant. And why would, would you think Port Edwards was a good well, place th- to that's be? That's a good question. Uh,
1: he comes from warmer areas. <laughs> yeah, <so> yeah. Most
2: <laughs> most of my assignments were in <laughs> South uh, Florida, Georgia, Carolinas. Uh, or the Northeast. My last time was in the Pentagon, so the D.C. area. Uh, it's a
0: little bit closer to climate.
2: Yeah, yeah. Climate-wise, I, I haven't found that, that problem point yet here. <laughs> Luckily, knock on wood, someone would. Uh, but Port Edwards, uh, the main factor for me is in my search for my next career. Uh, I had a few states in mind. Wisconsin came on my radar because my wife is a Wisconsin girl. So based on family connections, Wisconsin was popped up higher on the list. And uh, uh, Port Edwards, a few other villages and towns closer to the Milwaukee area I interviewed for at the same time. Okay. And I think Port Edwards drew drew my interest, the size of the village, uh, but yet the amount of work that's happening there uh, was very interesting to me. The lack of very partisan politics, very interesting to me because my board, from my interview onward, uh, basically, they're there just to serve the community, and there's no red and mm-hmm. blue, and uh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was an interesting thing that drew me to the Port Edwards. And then the great community with recreational activities was still a flavor of urbanness, I guess, uh, was still uh, was appealing.
0: I think it's kind of neat that Port Edwards is on the way. You know, people don't usually think of it as a, a destination so much as City, of Wisconsin Rapids, City of Nakusa. But it's yeah. it's along the river. It's part of the the networking. The it's the, the, the quaint that,
1: little town, yeah. little tiny place in the middle between Rapids and Nakusa. You, yeah. you got to go through Port, and it's just kind of nestled in there. And it's almost like a little bit of a sleepy little town, yeah. but does so much. But has so yes. much to offer too.
2: It does. Uh, we don't have a big commercial industry. Uh, we do have the main chemical company in the region, Urco. We do have a, uh, a large uh, mill-type factory, not the mill, but uh, wood-type factory, and a few small businesses.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the YMCA.
2: We have the YMCA. That's still operational, even though there's a great one up here in Rapids, the one in Port Edwards. Actually, the gymnasium there, it gets more use than the one here in Rapids.
1: Yes, I have heard that uh, too.
2: Because it's a 24-hour service. Right. You get the key fob, you go in there. So that's a great little unknown in Port where mm-hmm. not only all your kids and sports teams flock there, but a lot of my uh, uh, population, my residents, my villagers, I call them, they, they will go there because it's a great opportunity. So, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's got a lot to offer. It's quiet. It's quaint. And we're trying to give it a little more of the old village flair. In projects with our downtown, uh, restaurants being uh, uh, opening soon, uh, a few other businesses are coming. So we're trying to give that little flair like, to harken back to our, the, our establishment 120 years ago. So
0: so that was another big thing. We're at an anniversary year. Mm-hmm. So definitely you know, appropriate to have you on and talk about.
2: Yep. Yeah. We are uh, 120B this year. Uh, we are planning some events in the June, the warmer weather timeframe, uh, June, July. Uh, I don't think it's going to be too extravagant, but we definitely want to honor the past with the mill and and all the great things that Port Edwards came to came to this area with. Mm-hmm. Uh, first uh, streetcar, uh, first fire station. There's a lot of first, just in the little Port Edwards that uh, we want to highlight and uh, recognize uh, that. Uh, so we'll we'll have some few f- future events we're going to publicize and get some participation.
1: Excellent. And I know that the school, the high school went through quite a bit of renovations as yep. far as, you know, the original part of the house of the building, I call it a house. Yep. Um but, you know, there um
0: I don't want to call it atrium, but well, Gymna- like gymnasium or or entryway lobby, foyer, auditorium.
1: I yes, there. There it starts with you're, an A. You're right.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> But the auditorium, I know yeah. that that part of that is they when they redid that, they wanted to keep some of that to the original yes. from when it was built from way back in the day. Yeah. So it was really nice to be able to go. We toured or I toured through Rotary, um, the high school and was able to see some of that, you know, what the school has done of keeping that that heritage alive on their their wall that one hallway where they've got Mm -hmm. the murals and and it was really nice to learn that the kids actually created that that wasn't you know some company coming in but it was the kids actually doing the research on their town and on their high school to create this wall this memory wall of starting from when the school was just built to um, I think it was what, probably 2019 is when they kind of ended it because that's yes. when they were yeah. supposed to have the big celebration. Yep. But COVID yep. kind of kicked that off to the curb. Yeah. But it was all the way up until at least 2019. So yeah. Yeah. but seeing that the history and seeing all the old pictures of the old school and the old mill yeah. and just what the town actually looked like or yeah. the village.
2: While there is a separation, obviously, between government and the educational system, Mm -hmm. uh, we in Port work very closely because I understand and my elected officials understand that uh, our job is to set the environment for prosperity. Set the environment, make sure it's safe and secure, make sure there's a place for your children to play and get schooled. Uh, And and that's our job. Uh, So, the school is a big part of that. Even though it's a small school system, mm-hmm. it's a sought-after school system. I think there's close to fifty to sixty students that don't live in Port that come to Port. Yes, they right. ask for the exception, the policy to mm-hmm. come to a Port school. I will nothing against my Rapids and my Nakusa friends, but uh, that tells you something. Right, there's, there's some there's something there that that interesting aspect of Port that draws somebody to. Don't worry about the bus; I'll drive you and I'll get you there, and, and I appreciate it. And my kids are in the same capacity, because I don't live in Port. Okay. I can't get a house in Port.
1: <laughs> we can work on that for yeah.
2: you. <laughs> well, you all got me the house in Rapids. Oh, this, excellent. This, this, Good. So that was, I appreciate that.
1: Well, we can still move you to Port if yeah, you want. Yeah, eventually. So we can that's, still that's my goal, that. eventually. Okay.
2: I, I have property in Port, just don't have. I don't live there. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> well, and talk about the atmosphere, and Port Edwards has so many services as well. Very reminiscent of a city style, but a population of like what two thousand?
2: Right around eighteen hundred. Uh, the last census gave
0: us. Yep, sure. Um, and you you instructed me to read the <laughs> read the budget, and you have mm-hmm. charts and graphs in here. And again, I appreciate that. He
1: loves his charts and graphs. Oh, yeah. So what's well, good? good. A
0: long long history of budgeting, yep. but yep. um some numbers that really stuck out with me is you know right next to Wisconsin Rapids that has about 10 times as much population um the amount of properties in Port Edwards is like 775 yes sir yeah Wisconsin Rapids has 5690 roughly and it's it's just uh, amazing that Port Edwards can offer the water and sewer and the cleanup and um that brush the, pickup the brush is
1: pickup. so yeah. so key i mean you you know, that's
0: to, Things like that, that keep the municipality clean, yep. you know, and looked after. Uh, we're, we're doing, uh, one of the questions I had asked you before was about the road construction and how we're paying for that. Check. Yep. Because you know, that, that's that been a big thing in Rapids. Oh,
2: yeah. Still a big thing. Still an ongoing discussion we, in my my friends here in Rapids.
0: <laughs> yep. But um, the village had addressed that already. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Our village has been very fiscally conservative for many years from our trustees and previous administrators. Uh, So, I I got the benefit of that fiscal conservatism and focus where we don't have a lot of debt, minimal debt compared to a lot of uh, towns in in Wisconsin. Uh, We bond or take debt for a fire truck, uh, uh, our sanitation plant, but we're not doing it for roads. We're not doing it for, hey, I want a new plow. We don't do that because we, like our citizens, save, buy, pay cash, you will be better in life. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so that's our, that's our still, that's our mentality. And that's what I, uh, I appreciate working with the budget that, uh, going down that road. Uh, obviously you have to plan, you have to have a long range plan, but we do that. But the brush pickup is kind of like social security for us. It's the third rail. Don't touch it. Don't think <laughs> about cutting it. Uh, I've been given that directive from citizens to my trustees and, uh,
1: well, it's just yeah. it's just so convenient to, <laughs> yep. you know, mow the lawn on a Sunday afternoon, put it out at the the end of the, yep. the road or the driveway. And in the morning, it's going to be taken taken away. Sure. You know, versus, OK, is the recycling center open or am I going to the west side? Am I going to the east side? Where am I going with this? And oh, shoot, I got to hurry up and get this done because it closes in 20 minutes. You know, it's just nice. It's very convenient.
2: And you and you hit on it is because of this, the. the I don't like keep saying the small city, small village uh, attitude we have, but because of that, most of our services are very uh, year round open. You 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 call the village, and if you call my office, you call my clerk, you call uh, my public works guy, and you, uh, Ben Martin said, so "You say, hey, I got so, I got a, a sofa. I need you to pick up. Put it on a curb. We'll come get it. There's no day. Mm-hmm. There's no next summer." There's no, cause that's just a service that we think as taxpayers, we owe you and we're going to provide that to you.
1: Well, uh, and then you get yeah. the less clutter in the yard well, sure. and yeah, yeah. you know, if you know that you need to do a little bit, you know, if we need to remodel the bathroom, you know, we can put the tub out at the road and it'll be taken care of. It's a little Check. bit of a less, I don't want to say less cost because we're still paying for that with the yes. taxes, yep. but Hey, you know what? I'm going to use that service because they're going to come pick up that tub anyways. So that way I don't have to take it to the dump. But if I choose to, I can.
2: You're spot on. Our goal is to maintain that high level of service, community service, uh, and try our best to keep those taxes at a bearable level so we don't have a lot of people leaving. You guys are the experts on that. My turnover rate in in Port Edwards is days, hours in many cases for houses. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do not have a lot of inventory that's just sitting on the shelf in Port Edwards. Right. Uh, That's nice. That's nice in the big scheme, but that's also a challenge for us because we don't have a lot of housing options to grow overnight or in months. We have to do some good planning to do that. We have plans to do that with some of our uh, agriculture areas and our business district, uh, and that's the strategic planning we do as a village uh, because we can't be stagnant at the 1800 number. We need to increase that because that helps everybody when it comes to shared uh, revenue, shared wealth, uh, shared taxes. And that's our goal.
0: And then that's one of the things that we tell people when they say, why is taxes so much higher in Port Edwards? Well, you this is all the services you do get, yep. and it's shared among less than 2,000 people instead of 10 times that. Exactly. And yeah. really once we look at, um, I just saw the end of year stuff, or Grand Rapids, and their mill rate—you know, talk about mill rates and yep. stuff—is a significant difference than what the village is versus what the city is. Yep. And really, we're all paying about the same amount of taxes, you know, as a field. This is an analytical book. Yep. Just we see tax rates in our mm-hmm. our job. And Port Edwards really isn't that mm-hmm. much more, unless you get some weird houses where they've got a street on both sides. But that,
2: yep. you know,
0: that hardly happens. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that. I saw from the village meeting, which happened to be last night mm-hmm. was, um, the legacy foundation grant. Yes. You know, so you're not just going for the tax Oh yeah, no, no. We're, uh, we're, we're, finding money everywhere. We
2: are last year. We were able to, uh, uh, get, and it, it takes a lot of effort to do these grants. I think you all are aware. Of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and the interesting thing where a larger community has a staff to work on that or a, a, uh, advisor professional service to to do that it's it's me, <laughs> it's me sitting with my books nugging stuff out at night trying to get a packet in and and uh, last year we got a little over three hundred thousand dollars in grants that we used across our village from recycling to parks uh, to roads. Uh, this year at the very last, uh, my Christmas present this year was Legacy calling up saying you made the cut for a half a million dollars for your River Walk. And that is a that is a uh, public par public public private partnership with my DMI friends, the owners of the the old mill. Okay. There is a conceptual plan that we're building a river walk right along the river, right past the mill pond, that connects to our park network and our bike trail. So Legacy really liked that concept. That uh, their focus is on recreation outdoors, you know, public Mm -hmm. health. Uh, They really liked the ability that we could not only take advantage of. uh, beautiful vista of our river, beautiful spot mm-hmm. uh, that we connected to existing infrastructure uh, with our bike trails, giving safe areas for our children, our residents to play. So uh, so we're in the, the, the process with Legacy on that. There's a few more briefings and packets we got to put together. We're hoping to get that awarded in the next few months, construction as early as the summer, and, uh, and we'll see how it goes. And that's going to be a great uh, asset. Uh, you mentioned the school murals, mm-hmm. the intent with our river walk. Is exactly that, and this came from DMI. It wasn't a Ray Bossard idea. It came from DMI, where they said, "You know what? We would like to along the river walk, place some stations where there's murals that harken back to the days of the the old mill, the old uh, you know loggers that are on the the river." Uh, and I really liked
1: that. Wasn't there a trolley? Yes, that ran across too. Yep. Okay, because yeah. I I yeah. think there was a there was also one down in Nakusa as well. Yep. But yeah. there was, I believe it's right off of 54. If uh, the, I think that's where yes. the location was. Yep. It was right off yep. of 54 yep. and it ran yep. right across the.
2: So it'll become more than just a river walk for just a bike trail. It becomes an educational trail for our children and our residents mm-hmm. that you'll start at the John Edward statue right across from the old Y. Okay. You'll start there. You'll start walking right along the river. So you're taking in the great views year round. And then there'll be stations along the way that will have a little bit of historical context of the growth of Port Edwards and where, what happened, the big events. That you
1: know. is so neat. To, so I think it'll yeah. be kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. And, and
2: I appreciate Legacy's uh, initial support. Uh, you know, until it checks in my bank. <laughs> 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 I, I but I appreciate working with them and giving them that
0: opportunity. So this is really cool, and and there is so much history there. Uh, Bullseye Country Club. Why it's called bullseye is because there used to be a bullseye painted on the rock cliff because the loggers aimed for that. They knew that was the junction of the river coming down.
1: Right. If they hit that, then everything kind of jotted over right to make that that corner in, in, the, in the river. So, I mean, it's kind of neat to hear some of these stories and find them. I'm sure the historical museum here in Rapids was probably very extremely helpful finding out some things.
2: Some things. Uh, we also have the Edwards Alexander... Uh uh, house in okay, Port yeah. Edwards, so right on mm-hmm. Wisconsin River Drive, as you enter port, a great uh, base of information. Uh, they actually provided a packet or a briefing of, at our 100-year anniversary. Oh, nice. Uh, that Marshall Bueller, a, a longtime resident, uh, historical brain, uh, put together and, uh, and a lot of history. He just walked it all the way out for the first 100 years of Port Edwards history. And there's in, in his archives are photos paintings everything in that that place it's a great place to stop and just uh just walk around and and if you're a historical type person
0: one of the things about port edwards a lot of people think that it's just wisconsin river drive area but the actual i guess land mass of port edwards i mean it encompasses a lot on the other side of the river as well Mm -hmm. yes uh You're right. So Port
2: Edwards goes all the way to uh, Port, uh, Port Drive or Port, uh, Port Road, uh, our western boundary with uh, Seneca and uh, Cranmore and so on Mm -hmm. that side of town. Uh, But to your point exactly, uh, there was a boundary agreement done with our friends in Saratoga uh, eight years ago. So in two years, the boundary agreement will come to uh, Sunset. And the majority of the land around Nepco Lake will revert back to Port Edwards, the yep. village, uh, and and we've started the discussion already with all those residents, about 150 residents over here. Uh, they've been under Saratoga's control and support, uh, but I think to your all's point, uh, there's been very little services provided by Saratoga, just based on the town structure, and based on these are houses that you know on septic. On wells, so what can you really provide them? Right, Mm -hmm. Uh, we are. We've started our discussion because we, as a village, know we have a. We've set a high bar on services. So uh, when it comes to what will we provide those 150 new residents to the village, uh, we owe them something. These are higher end houses.
1: Right. And there's yeah. not like a quick direct line. It's not no. like you can yep. just jump, jump the river and you're there. You're either going through rapids to get to Nepco Lake or you're going through Nakusa to get to Nepco Lake. Exactly. So yeah.
0: unless we put in a bridge. Yeah. We're right. still, still I know. Talking about that. I was going to
1: say <laughs> back in the day yep. when I worked over at the Y camp, I know that that was there was a discussion then. And this is back in early mid 90s 90s, like 92 93 and there that they Mm -hmm. wanted to put a bridge Mm -hmm. right from basically the y and go over the river there and connect there but it never really went
2: it never did and i think if we still had an active mill we'd be a front runner for that
0: Mm -hmm. sure
2: sadly with uh not only our mill but the the issues with rapids mill that, um, that, uh, shrinking of the, uh, traffic throughput really, and to me as a taxpayer, that, that makes no sense to this, yeah, would it be nice? Sure. Right. But it makes no uh, fiscal sense to throw a $10 a bridge. million dollar bridge. Right. Uh, when I really don't have the throughput to make it viable.
1: Yeah. So. Because it was on the other side of the river. Yep. It's. Private property. Dantar owns some, but then it's also other private properties right. too. In order mm-hmm. to connect the roads and everything, so I, I knew it was a bigger deal. But I know that that's always been oh, in, yeah. the cha- yeah. in the in cha- the in the chat of. Yeah. Well, I think this would be a good idea to bridge that, but again, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And
2: no, no. Actually, the only thing that's still on our radar that I've resurfaced with DOT with with uh, Wisconsin DOT is. Is there an opportunity moving forward that we make either a uh, a trail bridge, uh, kind of like golf cart size, mm-hmm. using the existing structure of the dam, dam tops, that we have right there by uh, Verbunker, Yeah. Verbunker in Wisconsin River Drive? Is there an opportunity for us to do a connection since now we own the land on that side or are responsible for the land on that side? Can we make a physical connection where at least if there's a, an emergency, I can send a police car across there? Uh, a fire truck possibly, but it's not for traffic. Okay. So we're having that discussion because, well, because to your point, we also have plans that at the boundary agreement, we're going to put what I call a satellite building on that side of the river, basically along town line road okay. to provide services for my residents over there, a meeting area, a place to park a police car, a place to park some equipment, public works equipment. So it's right there to respond rather than, fighting across going a couple bridges to get to there. If there's mm-hmm. a fire, if there's a uh, snow plow, I'd rather have my equipment forward station. This is my military thinking right. forward position, my, some of my equipment so uh, we can provide immediate services to those residents. Well, it's so, kind of
1: nice, yeah. you know, proper planning too, because, yeah. you know, it like you said, if there's a fire or something, if you've got, you know, two trucks there, you know what, yeah. if someone is on, 'Cause it's all volunteer fire department for yep. so if you got a volunteer on that side, they can get to, to the house and go get the fire truck and head out. It's a uh, little so bit better.
2: Yeah. We're having those discussions with the residents. We've already talked with my board and because
1: uh, we're yeah. that we're or I right. think you're talking that is almost on the back side of the golf course on the back <clears throat> side of Bullseye. Actually,
2: no, actually this location would be uh uh Where that bridge is further west okay. by, by Grand Rapids on Town Line Road.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to like, because yeah. I know right across the river, as you're driving through the river, you can look at Bullseye. Check. Because, yeah. and then there's a little bit of space and then we've got a bridge. Yep. Which I think there's a couple dams in there that are yes. still kind of on Bullseye property. Yep. Or and you can get They're the to ones it.
2: we're looking at trying yeah. to, because uh, we actually, Port Edwards actually is responsible for half of Bullseye.
1: Right. Of course. Right. So, yeah. And then you get a little bit of the airport yet too. We do.
2: Southern side of the airport. And then we a big chunk of that. and it basically starts the the lake uh, mm-hmm. other than a very small niche right by the bridge at, in rapids uh, the, the tractor supply area mm-hmm. other than a little sliver there the majority of the rest of the lake will be under
0: village control okay yeah. jurisdiction is so much fun
1: i know i always think of like that area it's like fingers there's like right. certain spots that are village of port edwards the next yeah. street over is city of Wisconsin, is, is right. rapids then, then you got Port again. Then you might have Nakusa,
0: or Grand, and Rapids. and then yeah, That's Grand Rapids, sure. and it's
1: it's really different as far as okay, where where are you in that?
0: Right. See, I, I've got a bit of a law enforcement background, and it was on Sheriff's Rescue for okay. almost twenty years. So yeah, it's it's yeah. it's yeah. neat. Yeah, it's,
2: and we'll we'll provide you know public safety over there, fire, public works. So it's mm-hmm. going to be an interesting transition. Uh, with those residents. And to be honest with you, even though the majority of those residents are uh, out of town, out of state, these are second homes. Mm-hmm. They are rightfully so very interested in what we as a village are going to provide them. Mm-hmm. Are we going to take care of the roads? Are we going to pick up their trash? All these questions that they've kind of been given the Heisman on for many years, uh, because there's nothing that the other communities could do for them. Right. They're very receptive, uh that a, a slight increase in their taxes is is secondary as long as we provide, because they know what Port Edwards gets. As long as we provide that level of service, they're like, sign me up because we're not getting it now. so
0: <laughs> And then from there on out, that's going to be stabilized and under Port Edwards jurisdiction.
2: Yes. Yeah. It becomes cool. uh, back, back to our control. We'll add uh, all that acreage, all those houses, all that equalized value for tax purposes. So, yeah
0: and then
1: the town then the village gets reassessed
2: we will so concurrently we are doing a reassessment uh, tied to your, your tax question uh, we'll be doing a reassessment in the entire village to include this parcels over there uh,
1: would would you ever go from a village to a town due to adding the square the square footage no, that the villages. Homes,
2: or no no uh, so the first question you started with what's the difference between villages cities and towns Villages and cities can annex property. Okay. Towns can't. So if there's anything on those lines, we would dip into Saratoga and Grand Rapids and say, I need this slice for this reason. Now, of course, there's a vote that happens. There's concurrence on both sides. You
1: just can't wake up one day and say, I'm yeah, just going to take yeah. this property. Uh, and Rapids does it a lot
2: <laughs> with our <laughs> friends in Grand Rapids. Uh, we, we've done a little bit of it with uh, uh, the town of Port Edwards uh but uh, i I see some instances where this would be some value to have that discussion with Grand Rapids and Saratoga about possible annexations in the future. nothing near terms
0: so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and the um the airport was was another one. I know that the airport's uh kind of a conglomerate of all of the neighboring sort of areas, and it's really I've been following that for quite a while, and I'm a you know drone pilot and whatnot. So that that's really been a boom to the area to get that infrastructure here. And then, you know, people are looking at homes in, on NEPCO because then they can go down to Sand Valley and they can easily get here because of the airport. Mm-hmm. No, you're spot on. Uh, we're part of the five
2: uh, commission members of the airport. Port Edwards get a seat on that. So we have a vote in airport discussions. Uh, it's usually either me or our village president participates in that. Uh, so yeah, we are very interested in airport uh, growth, air- airport activities, and what does the airport do for? Uh, Way I look at it, what does the airport do for Port Edwards when it comes to bringing in high uh, high rollers, uh, bringing in uh, new people, new uh, owners, of property, and business? ERCo uses the airport a lot with private jets coming in with their executives. So. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, The mill used to use it a lot, uh, rightfully so, because they had a standing airport airplane there. Uh, So we were very interested in what we can provide services to the airport on the south side.
0: Parks and recreation is a big thing for for Port Edwards. Um, Like you said, with the the paved trail, the walking, biking trail and expanding that, but also um, green space. Um, I saw in your report something like forty acres, yep, forty acres of of parks in the Port Edwards,
2: yeah, and that's that's a lot comparable to the size of Port Edwards, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> I right. Mean, uh, yeah,
0: would you kind of look
1: at it and go, okay, well, where did they put all these parks? Because yes. it just seems like it's all residential, but they're kind of like some, half blocks. Yep, yeah, they're like little half blocks, and
2: uh, and it's growing. We have a few opportunities that we're putting to the west side of the railroad track, as well as along uh. Uh, Lee Tander going out towards Nakusa. Mm-hmm. There's some expansion that we have in our parks plan. Par- parks are uh, parks are a hard one because while a lot of folks like them, in some cases that's that you got to get them over the hump of is it worth investing? Because that's not a tangible to them. They're like, well, what do you mean buying a swing? I, I don't have a kid anymore. Right. What do you mean putting up a barbecue shelter? I don't I don't go there to do that. I go there to enjoy. The park, but I don't, I don't go bring food there. So that's, that's a great discussion I have with my residents. Uh,
1: and we're getting, the dog park is coming?
2: We are getting, uh, dog park is, is there, there to the north end. Okay. Uh, we're working with Centrails. It's a citizen organization uh, of the surrounding area here. They're the ones, uh, and that's one of those another partnerships that we tried our best not to touch taxpayer money.
1: So this is Ripple Creek Park that we're talking yes, about. Yeah. So just to be a little bit yes. clarify of what park we're we're talking about is so primarily right now Ripple Creek. They've got our, the
2: yeah. what three baseball diamonds. Yep, three baseball diamonds. The skating pond's open right now with our warming house. Okay, uh, and then the
1: dog park. That's our premier
2: park. That's yep. that's the standing one. Uh, and I
1: think every single time you say park in Port Edwards, my first thought is yep. Ripple Creek. Yep.
2: Uh, so that's, and that's where the, the dog park will go. Uh, there'll be, uh, there'll be some maintenance costs, rightfully so, because it's part of the park, but as for the 30 or $40,000 to establish it, this, this, uh, citizens group took that on as their task and they appreciate us basically donating the land to them say, it's yours. We'll cut the grass. We'll do that,
1: Mm -hmm. but go
2: to town and and they are going to town. They've raised close to $20,000 now on their own. In wow. just a year, uh, they're continuing the raise constantly, and uh, I'm looking forward to breaking some ground here in the May timeframe, where we get at least the initial fencing up, uh, and then we will start dissecting it for a small dog area, for a uh, you know some agility items in there for the dog So it's not just an open space. Okay. Uh, I come from an environment. Not only is my wife a animal maniac, I come from an environment where when you tell me there's a dog park, it's a dog park. It's got water, shelter, shade, stuff for animals to go up and down on. It's not just a space to go.
1: Play fetching.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, so I've given that guidance to the citizens, and they're all about it. They're like, okay, that's so what we want.
1: <laughs> I, know, I know we're at Creek Park very well. The big, gigantic hill. Is that going to be leveled?
2: No no that's our snow hill come okay. on okay <laughs> I
1: was gonna say, please do not touch the snow hill no, 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 it's no. the rolling downhill during yes. the summertime yes. yeah. it's a very mm-hmm. big feature so please yeah this north
2: of the last diamond we have okay uh that it's a big open space there and the interesting thing about it it gives us the expansion where not only will we start with a dog park that's fenced in, I've given him the opportunity to say, you know what uh the next phase will be you can use the three miles of frisbee disc frisbee course that's in our wood line. You can use that as walking trails for your dogs concurrently with the frisbee folks. Okay. We don't have a lot of use in our frisbee park, but we'll put some pet way stations there. We'll put some seating areas throughout there. And then, um, then not only can you play with your dog in the dog park area and do frisbee and whatnot, you'll be able to take them for a nice long walk on these trails and come back to there. So, uh, I definitely see a lot of expansion possibilities. And I always
1: there. like that of, you know, having a walking path where I can park my car. Yep. I can go mm-hmm. for a two, three mile walk and come back to my car versus, okay, I've got to figure out, okay, where's my turnaround spot to turn around and come back. Yep. yep. So nice. it's really nice that there's a parking spot and you can go and do it. Yep. Yep.
2: So we're looking forward to that. And that's going to be a great feature. I, I know uh, some local communities here are, are entertaining the idea to bring a dog park back. Uh, and that was one of my first initiatives. I said, uh, we need one here. The closest one is Rome and Stevens Point. That's unacceptable, in my opinion, for for this region. So we're going to be, Port Edwards will be the first one to have an active, fully functional, very
0: professional dog park. Even when Wisconsin Rapids had one on the west side near that compost site, but it was just an area. Yeah. Yeah. There there was nothing really to it. Yeah. Yeah, So this is exciting.
2: Yeah, it is. We're looking forward to it. Yeah.
0: Um, I noticed something else. The GoGov app was talked about.
2: Yes. Uh, I'm, a, I'm very big about communication to my, my villagers. Uh, we are in an interesting time uh, age-wise with innovation, technology, phones, apps, all that fun stuff. So we found initially my first meetings with my staff was, well, how do we talk to the village? How do we, how do we get word out to them? Well, Boz, we we send a, a newsletter out every three months. A newsletter. So, well, that's interesting. I said, okay. Uh, how else? Well, we used to have uh, email or phone roster, but we kind of got away from that because, whatever. So well, okay, that that's kind of old school. Uh, I said, well, let's let's think about how we do that. So uh, I am not a big Facebook person, mm-hmm. but uh, I basically said this is an opportunity to expand that messaging platform. And I've taken it from, uh, when I first got in my seat there, from 200 followers to now we're close to 1,000. And Port Edwards only has 1,800 people. Uh, so that's a good start. Uh, we're going to put a digital sign in in Port Edwards at two locations that will be able to present more uh, up-to-date and relevant information, meeting schedules, you know, worst-case scenario, don't you know, boil your water, that type of stuff. So we're installing that uh, in spring. Basically, at the entry to our, uh, our village on the north side along Wisconsin Drive and close to the fire department. So there'll be two digital signs controlled by a phone that I can quickly say, hey, we have a board meeting or something and get that word out to those citizens that drive by. And then the GoGov was an opportunity they, that approached us uh, where they said, you know, we can, we can uh, create an app to your more technology-friendly folks and... There, it'll be able to go take your data and feed into your village website and pull information like meeting agendas, minutes, that type of stuff. We do not get a lot of hits on our village website per se. It's a,
0: it's a little bit clunky uh, to navigate. Is, very
2: much so. Uh, so I was weighing, do I invest money in redesigning a village website or do we go more 21st century and get app and see how we go there? So uh, Village Board approved it last night. Uh, I will be sitting down with the designers. We'll get something out, and hopefully we'll have something where it will be more user-friendly, very relevant, and, and uh, real-time type information. And uh, we're going to go that route and, and see how It'll it It will be yeah.
1: really nice, especially for those aging parents. And it's up to the kids to kind of know what's yeah. going on with mom and dad to be able to have an, an app on the phone and just kind of go, okay, this is what's going on in, on in the village. Yeah. Oh, they're changing the recycling, or they're changing this. Okay, now I got to go check in on sure. mom and dad to make sure. So that's really great.
2: Yeah, so we're gonna do that. Uh, you know, there's some those interesting, out of the box, innovative things. Uh, we will, we will try. I'll entertain that. Uh, I, I don't like to go down the route of a lot of money and time invested into consultants and give me a plan. Right. Uh, I think, I think our size village and our size staff, we have a lot of good. Brain power there, mm-hmm. as well as I really use my my villagers' expertise in certain areas. Uh, we have a lot of very interested villagers that offer their time, their expertise, their their services at no charge, saying because they want to be part of the the, the solution. Uh, so uh, I I lean on that a lot, and it saves us a lot of money. It gets us a very uh, divergent amount of information coming in that we can uh, put together a plan relatively quick. And then you have some buy-in from the citizens because they're part of the, the solution. So uh, that GoGov came up that way. The citizens said, why don't we have an app like Marchfield? It's like, well, let me investigate that and <laughs> dig into it. So.
0: Well, and as I had gotten, well, back in 2019, 2020 started really getting involved with watching government and how things work in the municipalities around here, um, getting on the email lists and, Rapids and Grand Rapids, and then they would send out meeting notices and agendas. Um, and the village doesn't exactly do that. We, yep. we, I can go and source them if I Check. wanted to, just like I can with the county. Um, yep. But yeah, this would be more of a direct connection, and you know, then you don't have to. Yep. Oh, I have to download this and yeah. and, then and, and, and just that. And that feature on is app. on there.
2: That's exactly a reason why, because just like you, yes, that uh, those type of platforms are they're they're kind of easy to get going. You mm-hmm. just got to got to get them going right uh so we will have that that connectivity there where not only you'll know the meeting you'll see the agenda you'll see the minutes uh because right now we're doing it kind of clunky wise i'll post the minute or the agenda on facebook it's kind of hard uh if we give the zoom all our meetings now are there will always be a zoom connectivity option nothing tied to covid i found that not only is it great for public transparency of the meeting mm-hmm. It, we record them all, they're available, and uh, it gives public access to input. Uh, again, very, very, we're very easy to t- get get a hold of with our citizens and our villagers, uh, and I want that that interaction at the lowest level to cut out the bureaucrats. I'm not a big bureaucrat guy. Uh, I don't mind if someone at the last minute chimes in at me and says, hey, how about this question? Let's address it. You know, we can play this game of, well, let's it needs to be at the next committee meeting, and then we'll bring it to the next board meeting. I, I could answer this in two seconds. Come on, let me answer this. <laughs> uh, and my board has been very supportive of that. We don't violate any rules in Wisconsin, any open records or all that fun stuff. But there is, I think people hide behind that, that bureaucratic answer way too much. Uh, and I, I don't appreciate that as a citizen, as a taxpayer. And now as a person that's kind of in charge of it.
0: <laughs> and I was following up on the uh, community media's YouTube page. Cause that, you know, that's another place where you can get a view on all the meetings. It's pretty cool. You guys have the three sixty camera in the center yeah. of the the group and pans around as we needed to. Yeah. Yeah. That um, was a
2: good, I mean, before that we were, we were, we didn't have any, uh, we were having uh, a kid from the high school sit in the corner with a, you know, Camcorder. I was like, yeah, let's, let's get a little bit more up up to date there. Uh, and yeah, that's a, that's a great tool. And that's that's why it makes it so easy to record. And, uh, someone starts talking and the camera zooms on them and you can have four people chattering and it zooms. So it's really great to go back afterwards and you can follow the meeting and not even be there. And you're kind of, Oh, she's saying that he's saying that. Got it. Okay.
0: And then I noticed also on the YouTube there, you, you do, uh, kind of an annual or semi-annual like address a state of the village yeah. now it just because i've got enough background with state government it came off as a little bit of a briefing
2: <laughs> okay <clears throat> i can't get away from that i'm sorry i know right? it's it's just so ingrained in you, right? yes yeah no but
0: that, but that was good and it it was exactly what it was supposed to do addressing you know this is what we're doing this is our vision let's go forward and let's get it done
2: yeah uh i, I appreciate that uh I, that that was a uh Technique that I learned many times in uh, addressing my my formations of troops. I commanded at one time six thousand soldiers, Uh, and you you're never going to get an opportunity to talk individually to everyone. But there were some uh, critical points that uh, touch points that you could say, you know what? Here's here's the vision. Here's the mission. Here's the end state. Here's what we did. Here's what we want to do. Try to keep it succinct. And, uh, and doing that annually, uh, I, I appreciate that. It's not from the president of our board. It's not from any of our elected officials. Uh, and I, I asked for that. I said, this, the, the one running the village is me. You hired me. Let me present to you. So I, I stay away from politics. Let me present to you exactly what we did, what we're going to do, our budget numbers. And, uh, and it was well-received last year. They asked me, Hey, you are going to do this every year? So yeah, I guess if if y'all like it, um, and, yeah, uh, I'll work on the presentation, though, if you're commenting. <laughs> no,
0: no. I'll try great. to make it
2: more informal.
0: <laughs> no, it was very good. Um, so, so what's easier, 6,000 troops or 1,800 villagers?
2: Oh, by, by no, it all means 6,000 troops. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, because the, the greatest thing, and this is a, it's a fault of a lot of military guys that try to enter public or even private business after they leave. Uh, you really have to understand you don't wear rank anymore. You can just tell somebody to do something.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: A lot of guys fall, <laughs> and girls fall on the wayside in their next career because they really can't grasp that, and it, it upsets them, and they have some internal struggles with that. Uh, I been I was very lucky that for my last part of my career for the past 10 years, I worked more with civ- civilians, I'll say, uh, government employees, uh vice presidents, presidents, uh, state department folks than I did with people in uniform. So I, I got a very good indoctrination of how to interact, how to deal with them, the questions they ask and try to reel back my, uh, my, you know, shut up in color. <laughs> <It's>, you know, <laughs> it's what we're going to do and move on. Uh, there's sometimes I do that. I have to do that, but, uh, for the most part, uh, I think that's where a lot of uh, military people entering uh, pri- private as well as public service are challenged. I hope I've cracked that nut and I figured out a way and I really enjoy the interactions. Uh, people coming in, paying their water bill and they just roll over into my office and say, Hey, let's chat about something. I got some military artwork on my wall. There'll be old, you know, God love them. Some old timers walking there and they want to chat about the stuff I have on my walls. And, uh, and I, I don't mind at all. I I, I serve at their pleasure. So I, I'll stop what I'm doing. Let's talk. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Let's go get into it. Uh, it's never been heated, never been an issue. Uh, maybe they didn't leave with the right answer or the answer they wanted, but they at least appreciated the answer and they appreciated the time. And, uh, and I tell them all, they, 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 they sometimes don't believe me. 24-7, my cell phone, I don't care. My wife understands that because that's the way I did it in the military. And, uh, and yeah, I do get calls at night. <laughs> Someone just struggling with uh, a question uh, as simple as, are we trash pickup tomorrow? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You get a lot of like new homeowners. I mean, you know, we got the the new, you know, the new investment property here in Port Edwards. And, you know, do you get those questions, uh, you know? Okay, so when is Garbage Pickup? We do. We're, we're, uh, where do what do I do about this? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to cut down a tree. Is that okay? Yeah. I mean, do you get like all those oddball questions? We do. We okay. do. And,
2: and, and those are actually easy to answer. And this is something that I would offer to, to you guys. You guys might be able to help me. We, because of that, we created this little pamphlet of Port Edwards. Here's your pickups. Here's your contacts. It's the a, a one-pager. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I always had an idea. Well, why don't I just give these out to the realtors around here? And when someone buys something, they can just, there you go. Uh, and it would answer all those questions. And a in lot one of times, pager. yeah,
1: we do that. Um, I did up a little pamphlet just, of mm-hmm. you know, for, for the area. So if you're just, if you came from, from North Carolina, you're yep. moving to Rapids, yep. you know, I would have here are five lenders you can talk to here's you know a couple places for for dental for you know home yeah here's stylist and here's some like privately you know your Mm -hmm. wife isn't a pampered chef here's a pampered chef you know person in the area this is their contact information just because you know what i'm new to the area i've never stepped foot in the state of wisconsin and i need lawn care who do i call you know right can the city come mow my lawn yep no, Hopefully a lot of you don't get that question. We but. do get some of those questions.: A
2: lot of questions like that. In our community, while it's very friendly, very uh, everyone says hi and that type of stuff, uh, it, it, it's still you know and I God love them I, I love them all, my villagers. There's still some you know clicks, I'll say mm-hmm. that uh, you know people assume they just moved in but they they should know this they should know (laughs) when the trash is why why do I need to go tell them uh and we're trying to find out how to break that barrier usually happens the great thing about our small uh, villages it usually happens when they come in to pay a bill Mm -hmm. we catch them right there and my clerk and my uh uh kim uh up front uh who deals with them directly she knows them all she knows everyone in the village and she knows everything about the village so like, uh, like
0: literally, that is no joke. I <laughs> I described somewhat vaguely where this property is, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that's Eileen's property." Oh yeah, no, no. like whoa, spot on.
2: She is going to be ir- close to irreplaceable when she eventually wants to retire uh, because of that institutional knowledge of the village, and that's that's a struggle that I have with all my department heads. Uh, you know, I I joke you got to you got to die to get a job in the village because it's. You get a job in the village, you're there for the long haul, and and you then are now providing a very high level of professional service to my villagers. And we don't have a lot of turnover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have some very critical folks in my staffs from my public works to my uh, – everyone. Uh, that uh, I got a part of my job is to find that uh, replacement plan over time to make sure we don't get caught short when those time comes because everyone's going to make that decision like I had on retirement.
0: We're mm-hmm. moving
2: on to the next career. Uh, and that also goes to, I, at the same time, oh, I got a plan for a possible loss. I also got to make sure we're doing the best we can for the ones we have and to make sure they're professional, ready, and relevant. And we we do everything we can to make sure they want to stay.
1: In so the I mental, don't have that turnover. I think the mental health, uh, Sheriff Becker brought that up, yep. you know, with a two of... You guys are so forward focused of serving the community that you also have to make sure that you are also be- taking care of you. Sure. You know, that if you say, okay, you know what, on Sundays, this is gonna be my day that I spend with yep. my family. It's, you know, the phones need to be off or yeah. I'm getting that escape, I get a puppy. Yep. I mean, you get a therapy puppy for, for the village office. Mm-hmm. You know, that way on rough days, you got a puppy to play with.